This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, Ellis Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's Swindon Town. Hello, Ryan. Good afternoon, Rich. Uh, yes, good, good afternoon, isn't it? Not good morning. We've both been busy today. So, so busy. It happens sometimes that, you know, we, we do these episodes in a window, during a break, whatever, however you like to call it. And then this week, it was like, nah, I can't do that. And then I was like, well, I can't do it because, but we found a way. We found a way. We did. We did. And um, it's, it's important that we find a way before this match because, of course, look at the scenes that have been at Northampton over the years. We know how important this game is to fans. Look at you. Look at this. What a, what a lovely segue. <laughs> okay, so a very short presser this week because it was just you and the wonderful Andrew Hawes of BBC of Radio Wiltshire that was doing it this week. Yes, that was correct. That, that, that was right, yeah. Um, an 11-minute press conference. It was kind of unheard of. I, 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 almost, I almost felt like I should have asked more at the end, but, you know, it was good. It was... It was good to talk to Ben, good to see his reaction from that Port Vale defeat, and hopefully there's, there's three points on the road again for Swindon tomorrow. Don't you worry, everybody. I'm, we can get an hour out of a, out of 11 minutes <laughs> usually, so never any issue with that. Okay, well, let's well let's go through the, the points of the press conference and a few things before we get to the Northampton game. The first is just the little bits of business um, that happened over the week. The big... The big news is that Swindon received a suspended 
points penalty. So we haven't had any points deducted. Um, we will if Swindon Town fail to pay their players or staff uh, any point this season, if if I'm not mistaken. But of course, given what's happened since they didn't pay their staff, it, it's hopefully very unlikely that we'll be in that situation. Yeah, I think it was a I think it was a very fair kind of verdict. It it didn't punish the new ownership at Swindon Town. Um obviously of course it kind of it was Lee Power's fault at the time. It was no no problem to do with the owners at the club at the moment, Fenmore Fooney. So, you know, surprisingly it, it was a fair punishment because the EFL have kind of got this track record of of sometimes maybe being a bit too harsh on clubs with some of the punishments that they hand out. Um, my one piece of criticism would be that next time the EFL wants to announce something, maybe not do it at the end of my day. Um, that would be really beneficial. Um, but no, it was, a, it was a fair punishment. Look, I think it's almost kind of that that sentence whereby Swindon should never have a point seducted because it should never happen again. Um, and from, from Ben Garner's point of view, it's nothing really to do with them and and he agrees it's a fair judgment because essentially there's, there's no punishment whatsoever. You kind of start to move away from the awful summer, the awful starts, first half of the year. Um, and then every now and again, a few things come to shore from the wreckage that was the uh, the Lee Power uh, regime. And it just gives you that reminder and you just think to yourself, oh boy. It's, um, you know, Swindon, we had, we had such a long and torrid run of, of that time and the power. And it's so nice now to just be able to actually enjoy the football. And when Swindon win a game, it's nice to not have to look on a fan page and see fans discussing whether Lee Power's the right owner or not and people calling each other out because they're different, differentiating views. It's just nice to, to now be focused on the football and, and to be supporting the team. And, and for the majority of the time, Touchwood know that our future is safe at least. Certainly is. Okay, well, we'll move on from that. And then we'll move to Devontae Rodney. Um, we didn't really talk about this in the episode where we covered the Port Vale game. Um, and I got to be honest, I wasn't keen to. I just didn't want it to be all about, you know, those sort of moments. We should have. We should have talked about it more. Um, certainly listeners in their contributions talked about it. And that was uh, Port Vale forward Devontae Rodney's uh, elbow on Romany Critchlow, which was missed by the officials. It was missed by the referee, but the footage was there clear as day. And he has since uh, received a three-match ban for that wipeout on Critchlow. And to be honest, Ryan, when I when I saw this, I was like, yep, yeah, correct decision, we move on. But I did, I did kind of take on board the rhetoric of a few Swindon fans who were saying, well, what good is that to us? You know, if he was sent off, if that was seen and he got sent off, that would have changed the game completely, potentially. And now Port Vale go away with their three points, which they did earn on the day, given, you know, how the two teams performed. And we're left here with no points and somebody being found guilty retrospectively, which has happened loads of times over the years, both to us as the victims and as the uh, as the uh, perpetrators, Rafael Rossi Branco at Bristol City <laughs> being a a classic example of that. I guess I guess I can see the point, but there's not much we can do. There's no point dwelling on it. I suppose is what I'm saying there. No, there's there's no point dwelling on it, but it is that point of kind of it's almost like it's going to benefit other teams, but just not us, and we're the team that it's ha- that it happened to. 
Um, I actually spoke to Ben Garner after that Port Vale game, kind of put the question to him about referees. And, and this was one incident he did raise up and he said, you know, I'll, I'll, Romney Critch has just been smacked in the face and, and nothing's been, been done about it. And you, admittedly, yeah, Port Vale did play the better team. But if that had been brought up at the time, the referee or, or one of his officials had seen that and a red card had been shown, then it would have been 60 minutes, 60, 65 minutes of a game whereby they're down to 10 men. So, you know, it's... It's good that it's happened because it shows that at least the um, players aren't able to get away with these things. But it does then bring into question in the actual standard of officiating that's going on in games. A lot of people missed it. Even the reaction to the crowd wasn't too furious at the time. Maybe it's because it happened right in front of the Port Vale supporters. I mm. don't know, but it did seem to get generally missed, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It, it, I I missed the actual action happen because... Of course, the problem that you have when you're a journalist at a game is that you actually typically only watch half the game because half the time you sat there typing, looking up, typing, looking up. Um, but I did. I saw him kind of in a heap on the ground. And I spoke to some of the guys around me, and, and they kind of highlighted what happened. And it was, it was a, you know, if that happens on the street, you, you know, <laughs> some serious stuffs going down. Um, I don't know why he did it. I don't understand the reasoning behind it. But look, he's been banned, and and we move on. Yeah, I, th- I think I, I sort of mentioned that Critchlow didn't didn't start as well. He as he or he didn't seem as comfortable as he had been previously, and maybe that Rodney thought he would do that to sort of uh, rattle him a little bit more, but did it in a stupid, stupid way. And now he gets three games off. So yeah. well, there you go, three games off, um, and he'll be back to do it against Swindon next time we play them. Indeed. Okay. Well, let's move away from that business and move towards the Northampton game. So squad selection wise, um the usual the usual two, Leiden and Baldry seem very much close to being in contention for the squad, as we've been saying every week since the dawn of time. Matthew Baldry and Jordan Leiden have been training that well this has been their the most they have trained uh, under Ben Garner so far. They've, they've trained all this week. Uh, they've been back in training tomorrow. They are now both available for selection. It's it's, it's a relief to say that. I'm sure it's a relief to Ben Garner, and I don't have to be questioned about this duo uh, every single weekend. So they're back in they're back in training. The squad will be finalised uh, either this morning or tomorrow morning before they set off for Northampton. Um, it looks like it, it should have already been made by now. Um, but saying that, I think I think we kind of touched on it in last week's presser, whereby. I would be surprised still if, if either of them make the squad or, or at least if either of them feature because we've not really got any injuries at Swindon Town at this moment in time. You know, Harry McCurdy is still being assessed after he picked up a, a little bit of a niggle um, a while back and he's been struggling with injury. And of course, Anthony Grant is still back out. Um, he's completed his isolation period and he'll be back in training on Monday. Um, but yeah, Matthew Bowder and Jordan Lydon fit for how long they will stay fit is yet to be seen. But I'm really hoping that this can this can be a good season for both of them on the injury front because they deserve it and I think it's what they need for their careers. Yeah, I got the impression that I think McCurdy won't make it for the Northampton game based on what Garner said during the presser. That's my kind of feeling as well. What I would say is we know that Ben Garner's not always the most honest bloke when it comes to injuries because last week we got told that you know it was only really Matthew Bowdry, Jordan Lydon, and Instagram that were unavailable and then and then surprisingly we we got to match day and. We spoke to Ben Garner after the Port Vale defeat, and it turns out Harry McCurdy had picked up an injury in training during the week. So you know, we'll, we'll wait to see what happens. He could be trying to play a little bit of mind games here. Um, but 
yeah, who, who knows? He certainly looked fit in that photo shoot, is one thing I would say, during the week at, with the squad. <laughs> and that's all that matters. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's, and that's all that matters. Yeah, something that Ben Garner said during the press is he said a few players might be disappointed not to be in the squad. So I do wonder if there might be a couple of names away from Leiden, Baudry, Aguan and McCurdy, and of course Anthony Grant, that we might not know of being being unfit or not available. I think this is now where we're really going to start to see kind of Ben Garner's team selection, his reasons for his team selection, and kind of how he wants to to pick a team for different games. Because we know that Ben Garner doesn't typically conform to the norm of, okay, well, we won this weekend, we'll stick with the same team. Um, like I said, he, he's got an almost virtually empty treatment room now. So all players are back fully fit, of course, apart from the, the few names that we mentioned there. And I, I really do think that Ben Garner is going to be that type of manager that regardless of whether you're an international or you're a, or you're an 18-year-old that's not played professional football before, I think he really is going to be fair to pick a team that he believes can win and, and that has played well and trained well as well. Let's talk about Northampton Town then. So Northampton Town are managed by John Brady. They came down with us last season they went up with us the season before that so we can't shrug these guys off they've started the season very very well indeed um they currently sit in third place having a one four drawn one and lost two so the form isn't a million miles away from what swindon have been doing this year a couple impressive wins including the most recent one away at Newport County in midweek. In terms of former Swindon players, they've got a couple. Ali Koike, we remember, who played for Swindon under Richie Wellens. And then we have Sid Nelson, who won't play in this game. I think he is a long-term absentee now. He's just recently picked up an injury. Other other links, we've got the, uh, the Swindon-born Joseph Mills, who never did join Swindon, did he? And also... John Guthrie, who I'm pretty sure was one of the John McGreal six, you know, um, devises born. John Guthrie has started the season outstandingly and not necessarily because he's a defender. I mean, they've scored six goals this season in the league and this centre-back, John Guthrie, has three of them. What a start for him. Well, what a start for him. That's, that's, that's crazy, isn't it? Three goals for a centre-back at this stage of the season. Um a goal conversion rate of 50% and a shot accuracy <laughs> rate of 67%. I'm not sure defence is John Guthrie's best position, but look, we hope, we hope he won't be kind of amongst the goals uh, for Swindon Town tomorrow. And if not, the reason I kind of really look forward to these Northampton games is because we've almost been on the same type of journey over the past three seasons, promoted from League Two, relegated from League One, now chasing promotion in League Two again. And it, it's... Uh, it's a rivalry that's been able to carry over these different divisions um, over the last few seasons. So, like you said, Northampton have had a good start of the season. They do currently sit uh, sit above us in the league table. As things stand at the moment, read into that however much you want to, because I, I don't think the league table matters too much at this stage, as long as you're not at the bottom. Um, but it's going to be a tough game. You know, Swindon, I, I know we've played some teams, but I'm going to throw it out there that we've not played any of kind of the big boys yet so to speak, in League Two. Uh, I know Salford are obviously highly regarded as one of the favourites going into this season. Um, you know, Port Vale are getting up there further up the table as well. But I see this as being Swindon's biggest test so far this season. 
Uh, they're up against uh, a team like like Swindon that have only lost two games this year. Uh, they're three points above us in the standings. Um, but one interesting thing to note is that their goal difference is, is quite a bit better than us so far this year. They, they, they've got a plus six goal difference, whereas Swindon Town are only plus four. Um, and Northampton, they, they, they're a very good um, they're a very good defensive unit. That That is one thing that is certainly going in their benefit. Oh, they absolutely are. I mean, John Guthrie must be doing all sorts. Um, they've conceded four. I mean, considering they're third in the league, they've conceded four. Amazing. But they've only scored six. Yeah. Almost impossible. It's only not... <laughs> I would have called it impossible had I not been looking at the League Two table right now. No, no, so would I. What I think is interesting, I mean, especially when you consider that two of those goals came against Scunthorpe as well. <laughs> so, you know... I think it's going to be one of those games that we're used to this season, whereby it's a nip and tuck game. You know, there's not going to be many goals in that. And I'll say again what I said before the Port Vale game. I think whoever scores first will have the best chance of winning this game. Um, we saw that against Port Vale. I called it then uh, that if Port Vale sc- score first, I'd fancy them to win it. It's going to be the same with Northampton. They like to score. They'll then happily sit back and defend all day long. And of course, very, very similar to our last defeat is that they love to threaten from set pieces. Yeah. I, I can't get away with, it with their start of the season. I'm just looking at it now. I mean, they've lost two games, and those are the only two games they've actually conceded in the league. If they've won or drawn the season, they've kept clean sheets. Absolutely yeah. incredible. And ben Garner kind of touched on on that there. In his press conference this morning, he spoke about how you know they've made a really good start to the season with their clean sheets. He was very keen to highlight that, that the fact that, Northampton are a very well-organised team, very structured team, and that shows in their results, that shows in their defensive capabilities. Um, they pose a threat, very good offset pieces, was Ben Garner's warning to his side. But at the same time, Ben Garner said, you know, look, look, we had that disappointing result against Port Vale, but we are unbeaten on the road. And as much as Port Vale, will, uh, sorry, as much as Northampton will fancy themselves in front of their own fans, going there with an unbeaten away record and of playing well in those away games as well, I think they will be a little bit wary of Swindon Town. Yeah. Because, of course, we like to cause an upset in Northampton, don't we? We can't ignore the fact that you've just highlighted there, and it was discussed in the press, that Northampton like a throw-in in in the form of an attack. And we didn't exactly thrive under that environment in our last game. Is, Is that not an area for concern? I think it is. I think that'll be Swindon's biggest kind of area for concern going into this match. You know, we look at that Port Vale game and and 12 corners they managed throughout that game. 12. Uh, and it, I suppose if you, I didn't even count the amount of long throws that they had from their fullback, but that was the main reason that Swindon were under so much pressure because, you know, their team, Port Vale would get a throw in halfway inside Swindon's own half and it was treated like a corner with that many men in the box. So that'll be a really big worry for Swindon Town and Bengana. Um, but they're not going to go away from the way they like to play, he said. And, and I think they'll have worked under that. And in, and in a way, I think because they've had that Port Vale game, which is so similar in terms of set piece and long throws, Swindon are going to be a lot better suited dealing with dealing with the threat of Northampton. Yeah, the, you, you touched on it just then in terms of Ben Garner's tactics and something that we've all praised them for over the season is this sort of idea that Ben Garner isn't afraid to change it up a little bit. But I did sense a little bit of like reluctance to play 
to the sort of tactics that we're seeing by Port Vale and what no doubt we'll see at Northampton. Um, and he says, no, we have our identity and we'll stick to it. And I did feel a little bit of the Luke Williams era shudders there nearer to the end because Luke Williams played a fantastic brand of football, but when it wasn't working, boy, it wasn't working. So, I mean, it's, it's, it, again, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm working on an 11 minute press conference here. So I'm trying to pick the bones accordingly. Is there any room or is there any concern that Ben Garner is just going to stick just so diligently to his game plan that, you know, if we keep on conceding goals by throw-ins, et cetera, that it will start to annoy fans a wee bit? I think it will, but I think we're not uh, we're not even near that stage at this moment in time. Um, you know, you're right to mention that Luke Williams era whereby he was so religious in his views of how he wanted his team to play football that eventually it was probably his largest unsticking point at Swindon Town. But if we cast our minds back to Richie Wellens, Richie Wellens was a very similar manager that he had such strong, firm beliefs on how he wanted his team to play football. And especially in his first season in charge where, you know, it wasn't always rosy and, and results were going the way that we wanted to. He eventually got Swindon playing the type of style of football we wanted. Of course, we were then promoted off the back of that. So, you know, Ben Garner, he talks about how he's going to stick to his guns. I think if we were going to con- carry on conceding in that type of fashion, and yes, we would see a change. But, you know, I think Swindon, more than anything, have got the players and the defensive players as well to kind of deal with this threat and uh, grow as the season goes on. Because, of course, this is a young team. It's a team with potential in a lot of areas. And I think the more games that we play and the more that we get towards that Christmas period, especially, we'll, we'll start to see things improve in those defensive areas. Yeah, I guess my concern is that Port Vale knew the game plan quite clearly from the off. Yeah. And they had Swindon locked down, didn't they? They did. You know, I touched on the corners then. I, I remember counting in the first 10 minutes. I think it was like three corners that they had been those opening 10 minutes. So that is a concern. But Ben Garner spoke about how they're working on that. Um, they've been working really hard on set pieces during this week. And and he's confident that Swindon can defend. Because as much as they might want to put balls into our box from long throw-ins or corners... Swindon, as long as they can have those players up front whereby they're able to shift the board to them, use them as an outball, that, that threat will go away to some extent because, it, as you know, as soon as you put one counter attack together off a long throne or, or a corner, they're, they're suddenly not going to be committing as many men forward at those set-piece opportunities. Yeah, and before we get to your conversation or your questions to Ben Garner, um, it was put to him why Swindon were so successful away from home or certainly more successful than they are away from home than they are at home. And I, I, I his, his reply was quite interesting. It was, it was all about the bond, wasn't it? It was Ben Garner. You know, I thought we were going to probably get some, some analytical answer, but Ben Garner really puts this away record down, not only to, you know, impressive performances and the players playing well, but how by playing the, this vast amount of away games at the start of the season, you form a really close knit group. You know, you have these coach journeys, these hotel stays, um, these these meals out, whereas a group you have meals together at away games as well. And you've really put that down to part of their secrets of success because whereby you're on a coach for four hours, you're in a hotel overnight, they all sit together, all the players are there, they're all chatting, they're all gelling as a squad. And of course, I think probably fans and journalists as well, we're all maybe a little bit guilty of times of, of seeing names come in the door and we think, right, that's a good player, that's a good player, that's a good player. They're gonna gel straight away, and it's a game of FIFA. But it's not. It's not like that. These players need time to get to know each other. 
need time to know how each other plays because of course every player plays in their own type of style under each manager and and these away games have been crucial to that Bengana said and and that can only be a good thing shall we hear your conversation let's go for it we spoke at the start of the season you kind of said the aim was to obviously first of all stay up in this league but you know you've had, you've had a very good start of the season you, you've recruited well especially kind of given the division we're in so has that expectation perhaps changed uh, not from our perspective, to be honest, you know, we had that. The important thing is to, to stay in this league, to build foundations and structure and um, put, put the club on a strong footing. And then we we do as well as we can from that. You know, we're, we're not being, um, we're not lacking ambition. We're not lacking drive. We want to do as well as we can this season. But the important thing is to do that from a secure base and not, not get carried away and not build things on quicksand, if you like. Um, so uh, no, we, we we want to finish as high as we can in the league, as every team does. But uh, we were fully aware of the situation when we walked in the door, uh, the position that the football club was in. The important thing is that we we maintain the great history of this football club and um, keep it in the football league, and then finish as high as we can. Yeah, and I suppose in a way, was that Port? Obviously, you know, you you want to win every game. Did that Port Vale match kind of bring some people back to earth in a sense that? You know we're not untouchable, and and this is going to be a hard league if you want to try and push for promotion. Yeah, I think football football changes so quickly. You know, a week before the season, we're favourites for relegation, and everyone's saying we're going out of the football league. And <laughs> six weeks later, why aren't we in the top three? So that, that's how quickly football changes. And um, to be honest, from our point of view inside the club, ignore the noise. You know, focus on the. Processes every week. Focus on the performance. That's what's going to dictate where we finish. Not, not what externally has been said about us. You know, right with favourites relegation. Now we should be getting promoted, and now we're a mid-table team. And you know, it, it's just going to change all the time. We focus on what we can control, being as good as we can, be as professional as we can be. Try and win every single game of football that we play this season, and see where that takes us. And finally, um, you kind of always had. Confidence in Tyree Simpson. It, it starts it starts to get goals. Obviously, you got got another goal the other against against Port Vale. Um, can we expect to see more of this push on? And we're starting to kind of, I, I guess, see his best quality shine through. Yeah, I think he's only going to improve. Um, fantastic attitude, great character, improving every single day, and I do mean every single day. You see him on the training ground. His movement, his understanding of the game, his finishing, um, his understanding defensively of when to press, how to press. He's a great, great kid and he's getting better all the time. And um, I feel expect him to keep doing that this season. There may be ups and downs, as you'd expect with a 19-year-old, but no, I, I love him to bits. He's a great kid, fantastic player. Um, and I'm really, I'm really certain he'll do fantastic for us this season. Thank you very much, Ben. Thank you. I really liked your first question, Ryan, because... It's something that people are talking about and reevaluating and wondering whether we should. And that was, of course, for those who don't, really, don't remember that first question, is that you wanted them to talk about season expectations. Because, you know, we have to cover, we don't have to, but we choose to cover Swindon weekly. And at the start of the summer, we were just survive. Right now, we have eight players. We have no idea of the calibre of um, or standard of player that is going to come in. So anything above the relegation line, perfect. Then the caliber players came in and we get excited. Then we start with a win and then we get excited. And then a couple of losses here and there, dents um, along the way. But 
it's very hard to hear Clem Morfuni and Ben Garner at the moment say, no, we're sticking to our initial, you know, let's just stay up, let's just stay in League Two, mm. you know, targets, when we certainly have a standard of player that can compete for at least the playoffs, considering what the playoffs go down to seventh, don't they, in this division? So I, I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, there are a lot of fans out there that genuinely do believe Swindon will get promoted this year. And there are some fans that think that we can compete for the playoffs. And there's some fans that don't have a bloody clue where we'll end up. And I think I sit with the latter. I don't think anyone is thinking that relegation is truly a massive concern. And I touch all the wood uh, around me when I say that. But do you know what I'm saying here? It's just, yeah. it feels odd with all the feel-good factor that they pump out of this club at the moment. They are churning the positivity rhetoric, and rightly so, and fairly so. But they're all, and then they're telling us, but survival is the key. And it just doesn't seem to match, does it? No, I, and that's why I really want to put the question to Ben Garner, because I spoke to him at the start of the season, as I do every week, and, and I said to him, what is your reign this season? And, and rightly so, at that, at that moment in time, it was, let's survive, let's make sure we stay in the league, and then we'll build from there. Almost in the sense that this season, it's not as much about whether we can push for promotion or do well, it's just survival. But that was before we made these brilliant signings, and they are brilliant in their own right. We've got three fully-fledged international players at the club at this moment in time, and We've got players there that you'd look at and you'd say, OK, they're, they're playing well below a level that, that they can play at. For example, you know, the likes of Jaden Mitchell-Lawson, Alex Gilbert, uh, Kane Kessler-Hayden. That's just to name a few in this squad. And I'm I'm going to stick my neck out there and say that this Swindon Town team should be challenging from promotion this team. And if I, if I wanted to go even further, I'd say this Swindon Town team should really be challenging for automatic promotion. So... You know, Ben Garner's verdict is important, but his answer, as, as you heard today, kind of, he, he didn't want to commit himself to anything. He didn't want to sit there and say, you know, we're going to push for, push for promotion this season or we're going to push for the playoffs or we're happy to, not happy, but, you know, we're, we're, our main target is still to sustain the table. He's very much try, trying to give the ambition that they're hungry for success, but at the same time, he didn't want to commit because my opinion is that that's perhaps if he commits, and he says, we want promotion, and we don't get that, then you're looking like a fool, aren't you? Because you've then got nothing to fall back on and say, this was your, this was my aim, I didn't achieve that, so technically I failed in my first season. But this team should be doing better. Not better, sorry, this team should be challenging for promotion. And, and if it doesn't, I know we can talk about how good it is because we've improved, look at the position we're in, and yes, that's a point. But as before, we've made this recruitment that we have, and, and if Swindon don't at least achieve the playoffs this season, I think it's a failure. A little bit of me thinks that, you know, if you keep pushing the just stay up rhetoric, then if we do something far better, like get promoted, then it's seen as a miracle. Um, and I, I get the points that you, you mentioned there. And if we finish 15th, you know, which isn't great, doesn't reflect on a great season anyway, and then you survive, therefore it's survival, therefore it's job done, isn't it? And it, it's, it's, it's a free pass for everybody at the club without, you know, the fans going, well, what's going on here? Because they'll say, well, this was our, this was our target. We've achieved our target. So if you set those targets really, really low, the, the odds are that they'll achieve them and yeah. do much better. Even if you finish 10th 
in a, in a season where you say just stay in the league, you can spin that to be a very good season. Yeah, and and it will get to a stage whereby it doesn't actually matter what Ben Garner comes out and says to James Orridge Swindon Town squad. Because Swindon Town can keep playing well. We get to Christmas. We're in the top three post-Christmas going into the start of the new year. Then there's no then regardless of Ben Garner comes out and says, you know, our aim is to stay in the league. He then can't because if you're top after Christmas, you're in that top three, you're really one of the favourites to push for automatic promotion. So I get that Ben Garner, like you said, he doesn't want to overcommit himself. But, you know, look at when we had previous managers here, like Rich Wednesday, they were very clear in what their intent was. And and sometimes I, I think you can maybe give a little bit more confidence um, into your players and into your type of management style as well. Because let's not forget, this is a this is a test for Ben Garner. You know, he's got a far better squad than what he had at Bristol, Bristol Rovers. He was sacked from that Bristol Rovers job as well. And so he's probably wary of... of not making himself look a prat by saying something and then not achieving that. <laughs> yeah, quite. That's, that's fair enough. Um, you also ask him about the season so far, and I, I guess, I guess again, you know, match day is September eighteenth. We're we'll be eight games into the season. When can we? When do we stop referencing the issues in the summer? When? When is this? When is this club or this squad moulded and we should just be looking at results without having to say, well, you know what? Two weeks ago, four weeks ago, six weeks ago, ten, you know, eight weeks ago, ten weeks ago, we, we had no players. When, when can we just start focusing on things as they are at face value? Like, we've lost today. That was poor. Yeah, I would say now. I would say now is the time when we, we can look at kind of this Swindon Town squad and... and Forget the past. Yes, look, let's let's not forget it in the sense of let history repeat itself. But at the end of the day, it's happened. We've improved. We've built a a, a team that's capable of competing. And we've got our club back as Swindon Town fans. And so I don't really think it's something that you can fall back on now and say, you know, look, we didn't have the preseason. You know, look at the mess that we had. Look at how quickly we had to bring players in. As you said, tomorrow, eight games will have been gone. I think that's more than enough time to get a team ready and to get a team firing on all cylinders. And of course, if we throw our, back, our minds back to the start of this month, um, Ben Garner said, you know, give me two weeks after it was, I can't remember the Tuesday night game, but it was, but he said, give me two weeks after that match and then we'll see how we play. And then you'll start to see the real talent start to emerge. And he highlighted Ben Glad and Ben Gladwin as one of those players at that moment in time. So I think it's now, I think you won't hear that excuse anymore. I don't think, Journalists will start throwing many questions back about preseason and the start of the season, at least if they're journalists that want to ask good questions. Um, so, you know, I don't think we can use that excuse anymore. I think it's all about the future and and hopefully it's a good future ahead for us. OK, your final question uh, to Ben was in relation to Tyree Simpson. Why were you looking for more information about Simpson? Now the window is closed and it's pretty much his gig. One reason I really wanted to touch on Tyree Simpson, of course he scored against Port Vale, but you know, after that Port Vale game, we we saw Alex Gilbert say that he wouldn't, you know, mind playing as that striker, or at least being given a crack at the whip. Jaden Mitchell Lawson's been a player that, that can be highlighted as playing as Swindon's number nine. And I just wanted kind of Ben Garner's opinion on Tyree Simpson because quite clearly since the opening day of the season, I know he's had a couple of tough games, Stephen is just to name one. But since the opening day of the season, he has for me been a player that has improved massively. And you can see that improvement happening in every single game. Of course, now he's started to get a couple of goals under his belt. And what was really interesting for me is that you actually, from that answer that you just heard there, Ben Garner even even used 
used the words that I love him to bits, you know, and and he has such a high appraisal of Tyree Simpson that actually makes me rethink what we said a while ago about the transfer window where Swindon were trying desperately to get a striker in. I'm now starting to think that maybe Swindon's main target wasn't a striker because of how highly Ben Garner clearly rates Tyree Simpson. He's only 19 years old. He's certainly got a long future in this game. Um, and Ben Garner trusts him. And I'd be so, so surprised if we see the likes of Alex Gilbert or Mitchell Lawson even have a shout at that number nine nine jersey this season or in that position unless something drastic happens like an injury. Yeah. Okay, then. So, last week we played Port Vale. Um, they'd figured us out. Uh, they they scared us a little bit on the uh, on the long throws, and, and we lost two one. Uh, we're now playing a better side, arguably in Northampton away from home. Who are you starting? Well, I think play, some players might be hoping the likes of uh, Jordan Lydon come be back back into this team, but I'm not going to to say that. In very many ways, I I, I would be surprised if there's much many changes. Sorry, that happen in there. Um, I think Ben Gladwin will drop out. Um, I really do. I think Ellis Dola will come back into the side. So I'm going to go with uh, Jojo Wallacott and goal. Back four of Kessler Hayden, Conroy, Critchlow and, and Rob Hunt. I'm now going to play Louis Reed and Ellis Dolo in midfield. A front three of Jack Payne, Alex Gilbert and Johnny Williams. And then Tyree Simpson up top. Yep, yeah, that's I mine. agree with that. That's mine. You know, I don't think there'll be too much change, too many changes. Um, like I said, I think I think kind of Ben Gladwin will be that only change in the side. Possibly Jaden Mitchell Lawson. He, he looked positive when he came on the pitch, but then who, I don't know who you're planning to drop out of there. Um, I would I would be understanding of Ben Garner's decision to possibly drop Johnny Williams because I don't think he had the best game against Port Vale, and I think that maybe Mitchell Lawson could do a job in that position where he'll come on. But I'd be very surprised at that, given the fact that Johnny Williams has, of course, got this high status as a player. Yeah, I, th- I think given how we've been playing away from home for whatever reason, I think it might be a perfect game to start Johnny Williams, regardless yeah. of his of his form against Port Vale. I mean, he's played a lot of football um, in the last uh, few weeks, but I think this one is one where he can really, you know, show us what he showed us in those glimpses when he's 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 come off the bench. Okay, so what are you saying score wise? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna say one one. Okay. Um, I was going to go one one, um, but I'm not now. <laughs> I beat you to it last week. Um, I, I, I don't want to kind of bang this this negativity drum, but I'm going to go for a two one Northampton win. No, I can, I can, I can see why. Um, if if we score based on their form, that's an achievement, but we shouldn't see it that way. Yeah, I, I, I think this is a tough one. It's a place that we've enjoyed going to in recent years. We have some really memorable moments um not so much last year it was the tail end of the Richie Wellens era and no fans in the ground um I think we've lost about well we've lost a lot of fans for this game uh, for a reason we don't know yet do we um which is a great shame so normally I think we take about 1300 uh to Northampton but it's it's down significantly this season it is that's a real shame because of course you know you touched on the scenes after that Jordan Lydon header those seasons ago and um of course, you know, Swindon fans love going to this tie. I'm not really sure why we've seen this restriction in tickets. The only thing that I can think is that perhaps they don't want a really raucous away end. And I think it might even be a little bit of tactics there, possibly from from the manager that has decided this. Um, look, we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure Swindon fans will travel well. Ben Garner spoke about how, how 
immensely proud of the, the away fans that travel to all of these Swindon Town games and now and now they're a massive help and and let's not let's not waste any time kidding around here. Swindon Town have got the best away fans in this league by a long shot. Amen to that. Okay, well that that's that's lovely. Ryan, I'm giving you next week off because I'm away on holiday for the weekend, so I won't be around on Friday. I'll still try and get a conversation done with maybe a Colchester fan, but you get a weekend off, you get a Friday off. How does that make you feel? Oh, it makes me feel so happy, Rich. No, of course it doesn't. No, I'm I'm gutted. <laughs> I've been loving doing this recently. And uh, just a thank you to everyone that's been tuning into the press. I really appreciate your support. Ditto. Likewise. Lovely. Ryan, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Rich. The Low Strangers is an independent podcast and views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The intro music of the presser is by the amazing Drag Me Down, influenced by the great Matthew Kilford. And the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hi, Ellis Pod fans. It's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.